What's in the queue? 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 No, I'm not giving you a metronome. <laughs> There's so many things I want to talk about other than what we've come to talk about. Let's chat. Oh, I can't get my wine open either. I'm going to need you to do it. Oh, wait, no. Oh, there it is. Oh. Did you guys hear it? Did you guys hear that? Cool. Yes. Yeah. So, number one, <laughs> and I already started to talk to you about this today. Yes. And I was like, no, no, no. Saving it. So, I, <laughs> first of all, I'm sorry for this voice. No, you sound sexy tonight. You're fine. Yeah, I, I sound very nasal. Only because you make yourself sexy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's probably going to be a lot of, but you know Cough what? Stops. They'll never know because I'm gonna cut that out. Yeah, yeah. Clip, 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 clip. <laughs> um. So I was, you know, laying in bed and I was doing a little scrolly, scrolly, uh, and I stumbled upon this video talking about um, Jughead from Riverdale, whom I heart vigorously. I do as well. The only thing that's ever bothered me is that fucking hat. Like, I get yeah. it. I get it for the essence, but it's time to burn the hat. Get on to the most recent season, okay? All right. All right. Uh, so, uh, I must have a thing with hats because also, like, in The Walking Dead, um, when that... Oh, God. See, my brain's done. What's the kid's name? Coral. Coral. When <laughs> Coral... Put on. I don't even watch the his show. Dad's it's the only one I know. Stupid hat. Uh huh. And refused to take that thing off. That was the moment when I was like, "Coral needs to die." And didn't he? he died. Okay. <laughs> like, didn't you get your wish? Like, I I got to the point where I was just like, "I'm done watching this because I can't take it anymore." Yeah. And then I got a friend that was like, "Hey, have you caught up on Walking Dead yet?" And I'm like, "No." Like every day, have you caught up yet? I'm trying. And then she's like, "Freaking watch the episode!" Yeah, and I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> um, so, hey, anyhow, back to Jughead. Back to Jughead. Uh, um, so it was recapping his uh, his TV movie career. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then I I proceeded to throw my phone <laughs> at least two times, uh -huh. discovering that he is a twin. Didn't uh -huh. know. Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah. You know, I'm not one to really, like, look up. And you <sighs> don't read credits. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't. Because his name is definitely listed at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. Not first. He's third. That's why. Well, fine. but I, I, I just don't. I just, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. There are certain celebs that I'm like, okay, I know, like, what you did when you were four. Sure. But then, okay, so okay, it's like. Time out. Time out. Yeah. Go ahead and give the actor who plays Jughead, because maybe not all of our listeners watch Riverdale. You guys really should. Let him know who it is. Cole something. Sprouse. Sprouse. Cole Sprouse. Uh, my favorite person uh, <laughs> is a twin. Joel? Guessing? No. Dylan. <laughs> His name is Dylan? Yes. Oh. Dylan and Cole are my favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's like backing up. Didn't know he was half of the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Yeah. Now, so, to, I don't know if he was Zach or Cody. I don't know. I don't know which one was which. I'm saying he's Cody. <laughs> uh, so that was my first phone throw. Okay. I pick it back up. All right. And, and, and my husband's like, what? And I was like, dude, mine blown. Because, you know, uh, then they had blonde hair. So that's why, like, it didn't even cross my mind because it just looks totally different to me. Uh, -huh. uh, then they back up again and they were on uh big daddy. Yeah. They were, they played the little boy dude, in big daddy. I quote big daddy. <laughs> I quote that child a lot, <laughs> you know, like Layla, if you don't come over to Sonny's apartment tonight, there's a good chance I might develop a stutter. P -p 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 Please don't do this to me. 
through the phone, almost went off the bed. I was like, what is happening? Why did I not know this? And now the universe, I, I, well, now I feel extra bad for like my condescending tone in my text messages of like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, Cole Sprouse, what's up? Which apparently I don't follow him on Instagram, but I listen to a podcast that recaps Riverdale episodes and they do follow him on Instagram. And apparently Dylan will shit on all of Cole's Instagram posts. Like if they get a little too philosophical yeah. or, or like a little too artsy fartsy, he will definitely call his brother out. Yeah, and they were talking, you know, how the brothers' past differed, you know, after they left Zach and Cody, um, they went to school and, you know, wanted to have, you know, a little bit of normal life, um, and then some naughty pictures surfaced of Dylan. Okay, I didn't know that. That's I don't fun. know. All right. One of them, then. you know, they're twins. One of them. Is it the same? Probably. Uh, so if you want to scroll back and find that, I'm sure you... Anyways. I, I can't function. My mind went... Oh, I just I just think it's funny that I know you've watched two seasons of Riverdale and like yeah. this is the first time you've thought of it. Never crossed my... And I will say, you know, when you watch them and you're like, they kind of look familiar. Sure, 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 sure. But that those two things were not even in my universe. Okay. So what's up, Cole, whatever your name is, Jughead. Now we're friends. I know way more about you than I would have ever known in my whole entire life if I hadn't stumbled upon a stupid Facebook wormhole video thing. So, cool. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that that was uh, Krishana's education corner. Yeah. Uh, you, want, you want to tell everybody that, that you're famous? I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> no, so uh, what an amazing weekend. Half of it was with you. Yes. And it was amazing. It was amazing because I didn't get shmammered. No. Because once you asked for that last shot, I was like, oh, I'm driving now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tell, tell the fine folks where we went. We, well, first we went to Club Soda. It's very, it's, it's very fancy. It's very schmancy, yeah. fancy. Um, Fantastic cocktails. Delightful drinks. Shout out to that bartender, dude. Love you long time. Um, then we went to the Fort Wayne Bombshells Burlesque Show. Oh my God. Guys, I've never been to a burlesque show before. Wow. It was so much fun. One I won a prize. Yeah. Because uh, they pulled up some audience members for a minute to win it style uh, thong grab. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, we all got a thong. We had to, without the use of anything above our hips, we had to get the thong on and up as far as we could. Yeah. And I tied with this one other girl. I almost had that dang thing over my jeans, which I honestly am very proud of myself. Yeah. Because yeah. you had a lot further to go than she did. So much. She was half my height. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could yeah. have just pushed her down. That wouldn't be fair. No, because then she would have fallen into the girl with the cast, and then she would have fallen off the stage. And, and I thought it was hilarious that the chick with the cast was up there. I'm like, what are you going to do? What are you doing? Do? <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to help you yeah. at all. Now, the person on my other side, that Ellie. I couldn't see. Uh, you couldn't see them. Yeah. Ellie, I played D&D &D with them. <laughs> and for a second, I was like, we need to team up. I'll use my teeth to get the thong up you, and you use your teeth to get the... But then they said no teeth. <laughs> yes. I love, that was my favorite part. Emily's up there asking, um, are teeth allowed? And I was like, what is she about to do? Uh, it was amazing seeing you up there. What all did you win? I won a bottle of bubbles. Mm -hmm. I won two thongs, one of which I shared with a friend. I won a um, Dr. Seuss pen and notebook set. <laughs> And uh, I got some coupons to uh, Boudoir Noir. A coupons. Little, uh, some coupons uh, for some fancy panties. Yes. It oh, was super fun. We've been wanting to see a burlesque show ever since we did our documentary about one. Yeah. Um, well, and now that I've seen Crystal Pasties up close and personal, <gasps> I want them. Yes. I don't. I don't need a bra for the rest of my life if I have Crystal Pasties. I definitely still do, but what a fun addition. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was uh, that was super fun. And the next night, um, 
My husband and I went to go see comedian Joe Coy, which very funny. Love, 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 love so much. I he I followed his directions on his jumbo screen that to take a picture and tag him in it and tag the show in it. So Joe Coy, let's be friends in real life. Um, so we went there to uh, you know grab our tickets um, from the window, and then they were like, "Hey, um, doors aren't quite open yet." Um, but we're having a spring forward fest. It's our first festival of that. So go check that out. They got music. Da da da. I'm like, cool. Shakes and Pitt was there. <gasps> Yum. Um, James and the Drifters was there. Don't know who that is. Awesome. Okay. Great. Great local band. And music always sounds better with barbecued meat. I, I, <laughs> I, I know this for a fact when I saw Puddle of Mud like 15 years ago. <laughs> they were. They were at a rib fest, and they sounded great because I had a bunch of barbecue in my face. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> well, they they you know they they had lots of light flashy thingies, um, like cups with the bottom like flashes. It was way too intense. I had to turn that to a solid <laughs> multicolor. <laughs> um, and so we're like walking back down to go in to go to the show, and a lady from the newspaper stopped us. Um, and she was like, Hey, you want to be interviewed for the paper? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> never say no to that shit. Oh, a couple years ago, <laughs> a couple years ago, I should have said no, but I said, yes, I was looking very had it. Cause we were strolling into Best Buy right before the Super Bowl to buy a new big screen TV because that's good deal time. The news was there. I was, they were like, Hey, do you want to be on the news? There was like a, a cloud of dust for Kai's feet running away. <laughs> <laughs> he <That's> ran. So... <laughs> I was like, yup. <laughs> so got interviewed for that. I had people at work for a while going, hey, saw you on TV. I'm like, you're right. I had no makeup on. My hair was not done. It was terrible. But whatever. It's fine. I, I never say no to shit like that. Okay. You want me to Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. All right. So. We were interviewed for the paper and we're in there throughout the whole article. Now, uh, so, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys got name dropped like two or three different times with two or three different activities. And here's the thing that we laughed at. After we turned and walked away, we were both like, you know, that was not a legal thing. We didn't have to use Kai's first name that he never goes by. Thank you for explaining that because... As I'm like, people were, are going to think, who's this David? That's here? what I thought for two seconds until I remembered, like, th- your husband has, like, a couple different names. Yeah. One that he goes by every day and then, like, his legal name. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's his legal name. I don't think Krishana <laughs> would be sending me a link or a screenshot of a newspaper article that mentions her with another man. <laughs> pretty sure. Pretty sure. Uh, the only thing that I can say in defense of it is you know when we had to pick up the tickets because on his on card, card it says right, david right, right and that number is uh you know so we had to say david so i just for some whatever reason we said david and then we both laughed about it for the rest of the night see now he's got plausible deniability nope wouldn't he yeah they're gonna be like who is david yeah because there's, I mean, Krishana, you can't. No, yeah. yeah, there's like two of you. There's one Krishana the Lear yeah. in Fort Wayne. Yeah, and you are it. <laughs> and the world, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Then we saw Joe Coy, and Joe Coy was so funny. Now, did he have crystal pasties? No. Ugh. Well, he may have. Oh, that's true. Did he, he may have. Yeah. He d- he was wearing very short pants. It's a style. Um, and he, you know, he came out starting to joke about, you know, he did not dress for this weather <laughs> and immediately some dude heckled him and was like, nice pants. So he ridiculed that dude solidly until he just shut up. He was wearing a fedora. Oh yeah. So he got the smackdown hard, but we were laughing too, because we're up in the balcony. Yeah. And there was a kid that he was talking to in the front row. Come to find out he's Hawaiian. And I was like, Hey. Hey, hey, hey. So that led him to 10 minutes of Hawaiian jokes. Nice. So, like, I mean, tears were coming down our face. Like, he was just so awesome. I love you, Joe Koi. All right. Yeah. This is What's in the Queue! With Krishana and Emily. Yep. 
We're in the closet. We are. We're back in the closet for tonight because laundry had to happen. Yeah. And uh, laundry gets a little loud down in the basement. <laughs> it just made me think of Dan Cook's old joke of, Ooh, I'm laundry. Because <laughs> he couldn't do an impersonation of laundry in the dryer. Oh, okay. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> Now, to be fair, yeah. last night, Joe and I were recording for his podcast, nope. uh, Comic Book Rundown. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were mid-sentence... And it was, it was raining. Like, it rained all night. Like... Yeah. I shit you not. I swear I heard a chair in the kitchen move. No, you didn't. No, we went upstairs. No chair had moved. Nothing was... Joe keeps telling me it was thunder. I need to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this has been a great episode. We'll talk to you guys later. Um, yeah. No. So, I don't know. I feel safe up here. <laughs> also, laundry. <laughs> <laughs> noise so we're gonna talk about studio 54 the documentary well and that tracks because we did spend a significant chunk of the last 15 minutes talking about crystal pasties yeah which we're not actually in this documentary no this was a free nip documentary oh the nip was free the nip was very free everything was free there was a lot of well nothing was free but everything was out there's a lot of drugs that i'm sure were free (laughs) um This documentary follows the rapid rise and fall of the Manhattan discotheque and the glittery debauchery that, <laughs> that I don't know at the city's. You wrote that attracted the city's eccentric and elite. That is exactly what That's I exactly wrote. Exactly what you wrote from director Matt Tiernauer. Um, yep, this is a documentary. It is. I know you're going to say something against it. And I don't care. That's fine. Honestly, it's a better discussion if you like something and I don't like something. Right. And we accidentally started talking about it a little bit when we were in the car. We did, but I was also like a cocktail in. I was a couple in. Um, Yeah, I found out later that uh, Heather had actually dumped the rest of her drink in my drink and Mm -hmm. I didn't notice. So Yeah. Good job, Heather. Thank you. (laughs) That's why I drove. (laughs) So we're going to talk about... um, Steve Rebell and Ian Schrager. Um, I also like to call them Steve and Doug Butabi. No? All right. You got that, didn't you? You got that, didn't you? Ian Schrager reminded me of, I think it was Kenny from the 7-5. The one that narked on Mark. Yeah. Because, I mean, because they're just some Brooklyn boys, you know. They look a lot alike. They look a lot alike. They sound a lot alike. Yeah. I didn't even catch that. There you go. So... 54 lives in uh, pop culture, like anything, you know, Britney Spears shaving her head. Like, it's just there, and it was mega, and it was crazy. That is what I thought until I mentioned to a co-worker this week what we were covering, and he goes, what's that? What? I know. And I'm like, the the disco in Manhattan, like, it was, like, a lot of famous people just were always there. and Weird. And he's like, yeah, no, I've never heard of it. Huh. Well, so, most everyone else in the universe. Yeah, so for Gary the Human, my coworker, if you don't know. Gary the Human. <laughs> well, because we've got Gary the Dog. My Thank friends, you for specifying. My friends insist that when I reference Gary, my coworker, the human yeah. coworker, I have to call him the human coworker so that they know which Gary I'm talking about. Hilarious. What if they were, you were just like, yeah, Gary the Dog didn't know what Studio 54 was. Gary the Dog does not know what Studio 54 is. No shit. But. Just in case, on the off chance that you don't know what Studio 54 is, it's it was, like, the most premier, amazing, sensorial experience of discotheques in late 70s Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember just that's always been kind of, like, a part of my subconscious. I don't know why it's always been a part of it. It just has. Same. It, it has been a same... The, the, it has been, like, general pop culture knowledge for me in the same way that like Darth Vader saying no I am your father like me me being a kid even before watching Star Wars and like but like talking into the fan and like no I am your father you know mm-hmm. yeah, making the fan make the mm-hmm. the voice like I don't know why I know it I don't know how I know it but I knew it yeah yeah, yeah. um to me I'm like I can't wait till I'm old enough to go to a club and it'll be that crazy like i thought oh, really? that's what it was gonna be like when i went out and oh as i got older 
I slowly started realizing, I don't think that's how it's going to be. It's not. And it's definitely not. Because this weekend, some drunk cunt definitely spilled her water all over our asses on our seats. So, no, it's not. Well, maybe people got water spilt on them. Oh, I'm sure they got a lot of stuff everywhere. (laughs) Um, I mean, this club was the place to go if you were a celebrity if you were anybody that's where you wanted to go um it was home to such celebrities like divine michael jackson Cher, liza minnelli ringo Mick Jagger, carrie fisher elton john <laughs> andy warhol truman capote liz taylor dolly parton wow your list was much more extensive because that one montage that they had yeah. where it, like they just celebrity after cele- i'm like i know Oh, yeah. I didn't know, like, hardly any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, and this only lasted 33 months. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Because I, I just assumed it was a major part of the Manhattan nightlife yeah. scene for, like, a decade or more. Yeah. But because, like, even in, like, uh, there's an X-Men comic, the Dark Phoenix saga. Uh-huh. Like, it's even referenced in that. Like, the X-Men go to right. Studio 54. Which tells you... How insane that was. How yeah. much hard, crazy partying happened there. And how badly everybody wanted to go there. Well, and I think that's one of one of the things that I found frustrating about this story was it it's there's so many stories that come out of the 70s. It's like we did everything and anything we wanted to do. Life was great. Everything was beautiful. And then it wasn't. Right. And it's just, it's this frustrating cycle that you see repeat over and over and over again in this, like, post-Vietnam, post-Watergate, fuck it, let's fuck. Right. Like, world, it just, the outcome of, like, post, you know, from, like, 77 to 82, like, that whole wild time, like, just so much shit came out of that. Right. And that's exactly what it was, you know. They were just like, we just went through some shit. And we just want to do some drugs, have some sex, and dance to some music. What they, they say? It was um, post-birth control and pre-AIDS. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, they even talk about that there was mattresses in the basement of this place. Um, Although, honestly, if your zipper was down, you're going to get your dick sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cool. Yeah. Um, Steve and Ian, um, they both went to college together. Um Steve was always kind of that extrovert, wanted to be seen with everyone, know everyone, be into everything. He had dreams of owning, like, steak restaurants, which I'm like, go and get. I mean, I like steak. Ian was more of the introvert, but the more I hear about what roles he actually played, he had some crazy, amazing extrovert ideas. Right. Um, But he was a lawyer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was he was a lawyer at heart, and he had the extroverted, crazy, wild people around him Yeah, so that he could, in the office, just keep coming up with the big ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So they decided they were going to start a club, obviously to make money, and a great way to have fun. Um, they first started the Enchanted Gardens nightclub in Queens. Yeah. Um, and they were putting on some crazy shit there oh, for but, a bat mitzvah. Yeah, they, they had some uh, pretty uh, pretty wicked bar and bat mitzvahs. Yeah. And, uh, but I guess, like, that was that was a new concept then, that you would have a wild dance party for your bar mitzvah. Like, that was, I mean, it's, I guess it's pretty standard now, but, like, yeah. that, was, that was a pretty new concept then. Yeah, um... During this time, you know, um, the gay clubs were kind of um, like almost like speakeasies. They were hidden, but that's where um, a lot of models went because their hairdressers or this or that, you know, were there. Well, that and they're not going to have scumballs. Right. So then the scumballs them. started going. Right. <laughs> um, and, and and disco was uh, more of a black scene. Right. <laughs> you but know, like, they... it's, it's so crazy now to think of that, but... You know, we've done a lot of documentaries that have covered, like, times in the 70s, and how, especially New York, it, and how crazy it was. They talk about how the 70s felt like the first time that everyone's culture was cool with everyone else's culture. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter your scene. Everyone was on enough drugs that yeah. everything was fine. In the club. 
in the club. You leave the club. Yeah. And you're going to get murdered. Oh, yeah, 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 You know, yeah. Um, well, and especially the area that they purchased this property. <laughs> they purchased an old um, CBS studio slash opera house uh, on 8th Avenue and 54th Street. It's on the west side. And I guess what's the theater district, which at the time in 1977 was just a shit ton of titty clubs and porn shops and sex shops and like, like just sex workers left, right, and center. Now it's like, well, I mean, everything in Manhattan is high-end rent, but whatever. Yeah. But, like, at that time, everyone was like, why would you build a club there? Uh, right. I bet yeah. you... I mean, they probably got it for a pretty good deal, especially that. Well, I mean... It, Did I miss that? No. They, <laughs> they talk... Um, Ian and their silent partner, uh, Jack, Jack Jack Douchey, um, they were kind of running the numbers back and forth, and uh, Ian remembers paying 400000 to purchase the property and get everything set up. Jack, the silent partner that fronted all the cash, distinctly remembers that it was 700000 Yeah, and they were owing the contractors a big hunk of money. Oh, my God. Um, well, and not only did they uh, have these contractors that they were sort of paying, none of them were union. Nope. They did half the work themselves. Yep. Um, uh, Ian called it uh, unbridled energy that got this whole place built in six weeks. That is cocaine. That is energy. That is cocaine. Yeah. Um, they had no building permits. No. Um, a lot of uh, the people that would come and design your club or do things like that were told not to by other club owners. Um, so they ended up getting some Tony Award winning light designers yeah. and stuff like that. Jules uh, Fisher and Paul Marantz. Yeah. Um, to, because they, they kept it mainly like a theater. Kept, they, I had no idea it looked like this on the inside. They showed some amazing pictures. I was like... <gasps> that was one of the cool things about it. Because I, I just... Know, uh, the only thing I ever knew about Studio 54 was you just can't get in. So I never right. saw any, I never saw any pictures inside. Yeah. But, like, they had the, you know, real gaudy plants everywhere. They yeah. had... Like, apparently CBS had left entire lighting rigs yeah. for their old studio which by the way that studio is where they filmed what's my line captain kangaroo and sixty four thousand dollar question so they already had a bunch of props and lights left over and so they were like all right we'll use it yeah and ian talks about you know at most clubs the dj ran the music and the lighting yeah they had a lighting guy they had a dj they had like they had a props guy oh my god like can can you imagine being on drugs and experiencing that? Dude, I wouldn't even need to be on drugs. I'd be like, this is amazing. <laughs> Just the level of performance that all of the people that work there would go through. Yeah. Um, they show a lot of really cool scenes um, of everybody dressed in like old timey tuxedos and pianos and cupids and all kinds of for sixty thousand dollars you could rent the club for the night right and if and and and, i mean uh, steve and ian were like well if you know if we're gonna make this much money for you to use our club we're gonna give you a good show right yeah um so basically you know steve was uh there to create the buzz to put out the publicity and bring in the famous Ian made the club memorable. He put such an amazing idea and so many thoughts and creativity to make that really come alive that when you put that production with the celebrity together, they, they really help kick that celebrity buzz. And what are you doing? Not in a movie right now. They took that to a whole nother level. Okay. That part of the documentary pissed me off. You because, think? No, yes. No, because have you read any newspapers from the 17th, 18th, 19th century? Oh. It is It is all. We have always been obsessed with celebrities. Always. But I always. think. There was a little gap between World War II yeah. and right about now. Yeah. When the idea of, of an objective third party media yeah. that did not have a stake in what was going on. Right. The idea that, oh no, we will only present the truth for the truth. Oh, right, no, right, no. Right. The, no. <laughs> news has only ever existed. News media has only yes. ever existed. Sorry, my tinfoil hat's on. Has only ever existed to make money. The only oh, reason man. people do stuff is to make money. So, but of course. It just kind of frustrated me that a lot of these people were like, oh, we brought celebrities back into the media. Well, like, I wouldn't no, even no, say so not, much. That's not how that works. That, because, you know, we talk about Tab Hunter and when they would have them to go out on fake dates and things you like that. the media, right. But 
there definitely was that little kind of gap. Yeah. And where it was like a bunch of celebrities going out somewhere together because Mm -hmm. that kind of thing kind of died. You know, it used to be you go out to see Frank Sinatra and it would be all these celebrities, movie stars, TV stars, musicians all coming together at Mm -hmm. this one place. So I think that's more where I was like, okay, I get that. Yeah. All coming. They all wanted to go there. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of that during that time. Right. So that's more what I... Sure, sure, sure. I agree with what they're saying with as far as that Right, aspect. right, right. So, as they're running at a cocaine rat's pace to get this club ready, they were like, <laughs> we forgot to get a liquor license. Oopsies. Um, which liquor licenses are not easy to come by. Uh, not for, no, no, they're not. <laughs> so everybody involved with the club had to take turns getting their one day liquor license for license for an event. They all took turns. I'm just saying that's genius. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fuck the man shit. It is a lot of fuck the man <laughs> shit. It is a lot of, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, um, you know, the people who, work so hard to cheat on a test that all the time they spent cheat like preparing to cheat on the test they could have just studied for the test it's that yeah it's that when you mix so much cocaine and cocaine (laughs) six weeks in cocaine to create something right crazy okay yeah um so april 24th 1977 was their opening night um they had so many people, like, they had created, they did a really good job of creating this buzz. Thousands of <laughs> invites got sent out. All their security that they had placed to be inside all had to come outside to try and handle all the craziness that was out there. Even the cops were out there trying to wrangle people. Yeah. And, and um, Ian, Ian, or maybe an interview with Steve later, it might have been the voice of Steve saying, like, uh the velvet rope just didn't exist for them yet. Like they, yeah. they'd never thought of that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they were like, we put the rope up because there's uh, sex workers yeah. and they were trying to keep them from coming in, right. which I'm like, why? There was everyone... plenty of people doing that in there anyway. A lot of free sex going on anyway. <laughs> um, and I mean, it was instantly the spot. Yeah. The um, struggle to get in was real. I will say the chick, I didn't write down her name. That was crying about. She was like, "It threw my coat," and you can just see it. I was like, "Whoa, calm down." It's like that thing of oh, um, she, oh, the one that had like an exist- existential experience. Yes, about the blonde. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the people that would cry and pass out at Michael Jackson, or I don't like. I don't get th- like no. me. No, no, no. Because I went to see the Frozen sing along in Disney, and I had a religious experience. Like I get it. Wow. I get it. <laughs> um, so then became this thing of choosing who would come into the club and who would not get in. Odds and, are you're not getting it. You're not getting in. Uh-uh. I'm not getting in. Uh-uh. I already know that. And I, th- I wonder if maybe that's the reason why I hated this documentary as much as I did. <laughs> Is because like deep down in my soul, I know that if I was there, maybe in a past life, I got denied. Right. And like, this is the part where we were talking about in the car. Yeah. When you're like, all these people, you just think you're so much better, basically. Right? Right. Right. Yes, I get that. I would be one of those people like, fuckers, don't let me in. I'm going to have a party in the line. You can't stop me from having a party in the line. Here's my Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just like, if you were in there and those were your people... Like, how amazing would that be to be in there? That's why I'm like, that's so cool. Oh, I don't think I can do it. Ghost spider touched me. Oh. Um, <laughs> I did like their description of the guest list. Yeah. They oh. had several columns. You had the, um, you had a list of names. And next to their name would either be Pay, Comp, NFU. No fuck-ups. Yeah. Fucking let them in. Yeah. Uh, or GN, which was actually meaning NG, which meant no good because you couldn't put no good on the list. I mean, you know, what if they saw it? <laughs> but like there was this whole list and the guy that ended up being the, the doorman, uh, Mark Benanke, like mm-hmm. he was just a random security guy who just happened to get put 
up the front, front that first day, and that was his gig from the re- for the rest of the for time. For 33 months. Yeah, like, it was, <laughs> he was the one who decided if you got to come in or not. And, like, see, Steve would be out there all the time, uh, you know, picking hot girlfriends from her their yeah. ugly boyfriends. Uh, meeting the celebs. Meeting the celebs, uh, keeping what they called the bridge and tunnel crowd out, which I'm just assuming... Like, they described it as the, the, like, polyester shirt wearing, gold chain wearing, I'm assuming just Jersey folk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, like, disco, but the disco people. Like, like, the (laughs) the Saturday Night Fever, slick back, like. The wannabe John Travolta. Yes. And stuff like that. And and it's funny because they're like, all of those people, you don't belong here. Go to these 17 other clubs that are down the block. Right. Like, you just don't belong here. Right. And the the craziest part was they showed all these old interviews, and there was a, a, a man that was talking about trying to get in the club. He's like, if I knew what uh, the requirements were, I'd probably alter my personality and my appearance. I'm like, bro, it's not that serious. Like, calm down about it. I'm like, he just wants to be in there so bad. See, and but your his desperation... Is why you don't get in. Is disgusting. Yes! Fuck that's why off, you don't get in. dude. But that's why you don't get if in. If I own that club, no. No. Too desperate. No. Bye. Go drink somewhere else. <laughs> Bring a brown bag in line. Drink in the line. Yeah. Um. So, basically, they raked in, you know, forty to $50,000 a night. Um... And it, you know, it was this, this fantasy. Of, well, and it was an inclusive fantasy yeah. at that. And it was so eclectic. They had so many different kinds. Yeah. You know, they, there was, you know, more of a yuppie, you know. Oh no, the yuppies weren't invented yet. Well, this was that, the, this was the, the, the bourgeois, the, uh, the uppers, the, cele- the lowers, the, yeah. the in-betweeners. There, there was, there was a mix. Like it wasn't just, you had to have money to get in. That no. wasn't how you got in. You just had to have something special. I know what it was. Whatever point in Steve's drug bench for that evening he was at would be how he would choose. That is exactly it. If he's at yeah. the beginning, he's hot probably going to pick the hot people. He's going to bring in the celebs. By the end of it, it's like, it's, you don't have a shirt on. It's Disco Sally. Come on in. It's Rollerina. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, Patasa would have been in no matter what. Mm. I didn't know anything about her. I wouldn't, I want a documentary about her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up, they get busted for not having their liquor license. Um, they Which, have that's the start of the problem. Yeah, yeah. And they got to go that whole time without it. Yeah. It, well, and and they they survived another six months without a liquor license. Yeah, after the, they got yeah, busted, yeah, yeah, yeah. their lawyer. Uh, how good of how good of a club? Yeah. That you can live without liquor for six months. Seventies. Yeah, drugs. <laughs> You're right. Oh, oh, I'm sure oh, they you still wanna, had liquor. You want to talk about that? You want to talk about their lawyer, Roy Cohen? Do you, uh, a, do you a remember him? Known mob attorney. Do, do I? you? Do you? He looked familiar. Why? Because in the Which Get one? Me Roger Stone documentary, he is the one that taught Roger Stone everything he knows. Oh, I'm leaving. He's also the one who was Donald Trump's personal attorney for a okay. long, 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 long. Okay. Time. He was the okay. tr- he was a Trump family attorney. He for looked a like long a time. huge, huge douchebag. Yes. But that's the kind of lawyer you want. Douchebag. Um, when you listen to Roy Khan, you hear where Donald Trump learned his syntax. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. Did okay. you hear it? I hear it. Yeah. I hear yeah. It. Yeah. I hear it. Yeah. Um, As you can see in my notes, Rakan is their lawyer, holy shit, in very large letters. <laughs> um, he's also had some pretty good mob ties throughout the years. Yep. Um, but basically, they were they just thought they were invincible. The drugs had a lot to do with that. Drugs have a lot to do with that. Um, well, and also, again, they survived as a nightclub in Manhattan six months without a liquor license, not selling any alcohol, and they did fine. Roy yeah. Khan got them out of jail in two hours. Nothing could touch them. We're going to heavy air quotes not selling any liquor. Not selling any liquor. <laughs> I didn't say not giving away liquor. Not pumping the quaaludes. Not pumping the coke. May or may not, not have been a jar collecting all that money from that alcohol. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. But that's, somebody definitely had a, a, a canister of ether out on the dance floor during yeah. one picture. So they're fine. Um, Let's talk about December 14th, 1978. 
So the the IRS and the feds decide to just happen upon this place called Studio 54. Well, they have some good information. <laughs> Somebody may or may not have ratted them out. Saying, yeah, they've been changing out their receipt tapes midway through the night. Yeah. Definitely skimming some money. Definitely holding money up in the ceiling. Definitely doing a lot of drugs. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, there's definitely maybe might possibly be some quaaludes in the safe where they keep their money. I don't know. If you're feeling frisky, you might want to check it out. It's webs. Never, ever, ever, ever piss off the IRS. They give no fucks. Zero fucks. But they will write you in writing. They will not call you. Guys, the IRS does not call you. If the IRS says they're calling you, it's a scam. Don't give them your personal information. Continue. But please spend an hour wasting those scammers' (laughs) time in the most creative, messed up way you can think of. Record it. Send it to us. We'd what, love to hear it. What's in the queue at gmail.com. Yeah, do it. Uh, so, they, you know, they come in. They they figure out that they were skimming um, a lot. Uh, when Ian comes in uh, to the club at 9 in the morning, he throws his papers down by the door. When the feds happen to walk by his stuff, there's perchance maybe some drugs Buy it, on it, in it, mixed between it, somewhere in the vicinity of his papers. So they arrest him immediately. Not with just drugs. That. Like 99.9% pure cocaine. <laughs> uh, I did not like that. Uh, oh, the prosecutor? Fed dude or whoever yeah, he was. Yeah, no, he, I didn't write down his name. Fuck no, that guy. He was he the, really. He was the prosecutor for their case. He is the most annoying. Yeah. Dude. Self-righteous. So, like, these dudes were scum. No. No. They're not scum. Well, they could be scum, but also, no. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, he just had a real raging heart on for busting these guys in the name of the law. Right. Right, 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 right. <sighs> um, so, they figured they skimmed somewhere about 2 to $3 million. Yeah. Maybe, kind of, Which, sorta. I mean, even the prosecutor was like, I could get it. I could understand if it was just skimming a <laughs> 10%. little, uh, like ten percent off yeah. of off of your take or something. But this is they're skimming eighty percent off their take. And you know, Ian was like, we just got real excited. We just, re- we just, <laughs> we really just maybe money. we're taking drugs twenty four hours a day, <laughs> cocaine. And man. they were like, did we skim yet today? I can't remember. Let's skim. Let's skim. Did we skim yet? To- I like, can't two minutes remember. later, let's skim remember. some. Um. <laughs> So they ended up getting 37 lawyers. Steve, or uh, Roy Cohn being one of them. 37 lawyers. They listed off their lawyers. No. Like, I'm supposed to fucking know who any of them are. Or care. Like, no. Um, Jack, uh, he ended up testifying against uh, Ian and Steve. Hey, I get it. And even Ian was like, hey, I got it. He's got a family. Yeah. He's got to think, you know, like, it is what it is, you know. Um, so Steve and Ian both ended up getting three and a half months in prison for tax evasion. They each had to pay 20 G's each for the half a million in taxes they didn't sure pay. Sure it's not three and a half years? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, it sure is. Um, and while they were in prison, they ended up, uh, selling 54 for 5 million. Um, and then Disco died because of them, so they say. <laughs> I mean, basically. Now, um, before they went to prison, they did have one very serious fuck up. Yeah. Um, they tried to say, and maybe this guy did, I don't know, but they tried to say that White House Chief of Staff at the time, Hamilton Jordan, bought and did coke at Studio 54. Now, normally... That would just be like a little bit of tidbit of, of information that might get some time off of your plea deal and everyone's fine. Nope. But because we are in a post-Watergate era, um, the Ethics and, Gover- Ethics and Government Act demands that the Justice Department investigate any government employee accused, accused of breaking the law. And it backfired on them so hard. They probably could have actually gotten some time off. For other sentence with their plea deal, but because that backfired so hard, 
like, no, they got the book thrown at them. Yeah. Um, they ended up dead rolling a little bit. Um, they ended up snitching on other clubs to get a little bit of a reduced sentence. Yeah. Um, they got out in 81. And the world had changed. A lot. We Woo! had Reagan land. Reaganomics. Make America Great Again, part one. Yes. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So you remember the lawyer. I remember I the same theme. Um, so um, they decided they were going to start some luxury hotels. Um, and they did pretty good. The Royalton and the Morgan. Um, but in order to get funds to do the hotels, they first started the Palladium Club, and it was very 80s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I realized that was made in the early 80s, but the early 80s have no value to me. So tacky. Um, I mean, once you start getting, like, fanny packs and crap like that, then I'm in. Yeah, like, neon and fanny packs yeah. are cool, but that was, like, 86, 7, 8, 9, yeah. so like somewhere around there. Like, what, once you get into the, good the 90s, part. once you get into the 90s, I'm down. Yeah. But, like, that post-70s wake-up of, like, oh, what do you mean we, you, you mean we can't do coke every, every day? Yeah. What do you yeah. mean? We all have AIDS now? Oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, but we're not um, going to talk about it because it's still the early 80s. Yeah. Uh, basically, they were saying, along with Steve, um, half the bartenders and the core crew um, ended up dying of AIDS, uh, including Steve, uh, July 25th, 1989. Um, but they, you know, there was still the AIDS phobia and can't talk about it and da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, so it came out that he died of complications of hepatitis and sepsis. Um, but he was 45 years old. At um, his funeral, his mom asked one of his, fr- or his mom had commented, I just, I'm so surprised Stevie Steve never got married. Mm. And she was like, I don't think she knew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ian is now the Steve Jobs of hospitality, as it said in one magazine that I happened to catch before they switched scenes. That's fine. Um, And he basically talks about it being like a a once-in-a-lifetime event, a social experiment, not to be repeated again. Okay. Repeat it again. Maybe a little less drugs. But I just want the whimsy. Like, I want the production, like, the crazy wildness well, and maybe that's why I had so much fun at that burlesque show that we went to. Right. Because, like, I'm never going to see those dances again. I didn't record any of them because no. they're like, well, no photography. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want so, anybody recording like, that. And so, like, the idea that we had an experience that we did not document, that we, the four of us just enjoyed. Yeah. And I want bubbles. Like, bubbles! I, like, I did, I, it was, it was, it was an experience that I'm never going to replicate that same experience again. Yeah. And that, yeah, when it comes that. down to it, I get that. That just would be so cool to see, experience, touch, taste, feel, like all of that. Oh, it's so sticky. I don't want to touch it. Yes, I feel <laughs> like it would be the amount of There's stickiness so of every strip club in Fort Wayne combined, which we are known as the city of churches and strip clubs. We do have a lot. So, yeah, and the strip clubs about, are usually pretty close to the churches. Yeah, I. I figure it's kind of like in Ghostbusters when Slimer slimes them, um, or even at the, the end the after Gozer when the they get all mo- the yeah when they're movie? all like yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah, love yeah. you man yeah. no man I love you <laughs> I love Ghostbusters let's what, have there, a Ghostbusters episode if we can find a documentary about Ghostbusters let's do it can we just talk about Ghostbusters like as a documentary I mean if you want to yeah okay hey <laughs> okay. So, yeah. don't do a lot of cocaine and start a club and not get a liquor license. Start a club, get a liquor license, then do, then do your cocaine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I personally wouldn't recommend this doc, but that's Aww. just me. Um, If you want to see a bunch of celebrities. You want to see a lot of nipples. A lot of nipples. Everybody's on drugs. Yeah. If you've seen the movie 54, it's a trip because, you know, Mike Myers plays Steve. Okay. So it was funny, Who plays like Ian. I don't remember. I okay. just remember Mike Myers because his hair. It was like the pictures that you saw of Steve, yeah, where yeah, his yeah. hair was like crazy. He looked like that the whole time, though. Really? And he had the laugh. Did you hear? Yeah, Steve's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like <laughs> super drugged out laugh. Yeah. Mike Myers does that the whole time. Okay. 
There's it's a very good movie. There's definitely a scene in this documentary. It's an old news interview with Steve. Yeah. And Michael Jackson shows up. And the whole time I'm thinking, <sighs> has he started fucking little boys yet or no? Michael Jackson did not. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> I hope not. Maybe he might have one time. But I'm not sure. Do that to little boys. And how dare you make such accusations of the king of pop. Please can we watch Leaving Neverland? Yes. Okay. Yes. That might need to be our one that we do an intense dive on a multi-part yes. series. The second the second time I watched this documentary, I paid very close attention to Michael. Mm-hmm. And it truly makes me sad. <laughs> He's so sad. For pre-surgery Michael, like, he was so cute. Even he, with his I little mean, acne yes. scars and stuff like that. And like his gigantic, beautiful, glistening afro. I want that size of hair to come back. For for young for black, me for well sure but for for like for young black men like I want that style yes. to come back oh. yeah, I want I want like natural natural hair to come mm. back yes yeah. yes please yes please um, but okay later when we talk about Michael Jackson we'll do that okay we'll, talk, well I'll save it eat your words for now oh I did not like that noise what oh, I have to edit this don't do that. <laughs> cutting all of those out <laughs> and Krishan almost choked <laughs> I died um you watch died it. doing what you loved no <laughs> no 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 wait wait wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I like this a lot a lot a lot a lot yeah drinking Sutter home is not the way I want to die Please and thank you. Out of a plastic bottle. <laughs> if it was a glass and it was like two E's or something, I'd be like, okay. All right, fine. Now yeah. it's perfect in the closet with you. I just like that it's five ninety nine for a six pack. But nobody would ever or hear it because the wine would have come out and screwed up the computer. <laughs> oh no! And they wouldn't no. have my last words of Please, no. Some slicer could get it. It'll be fine. <laughs> hey, watch yeah. it. Yeah. Don't watch it. Uh, if you do watch it, really enjoy the music. The music was fun. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna shit on disco music because no. it makes my ass shake. So it's I'm fine. Fun. Yeah. 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 Okay. Bye. Um. Yeah. No. Send us. Well, hold on before you say bye. No. Bye. But you can send us your suggestions to what's in the queue at gmail.com. Now you say bye. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>